Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film and Review, the podcast where you discuss the films you love but no one else gets and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we are talking about one of the most vile, disgusting movies ever made by the master of trash himself, John Waters. Because we're talking about pink flamingos. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. That's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult tonight. We really appreciate it. Wherever you are, do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Then when you're done with that, head over to redbubble.com, search CFIR in the search bar and or cult film shop and purchase yourself a nice fancy shirt. And then when you're done with that, head over to YouTube and subscribe on there. And then don't forget September 21st, The Burbs, Phoenix Film Bar, be there. And get tickets at uh, thefilmbarphx.com. There you go. As always, I am joined by <laughs> Kyle Smith. Cody Everett, you have failed this podcast. <laughs> Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi, everybody. Tonight, we're talking about Pink Flamingos. It was directed by John Waters. Came out in 1972. Had a budget of $10,000. Made $7 million in the box office. Was filmed here in the U.S. Has a rating of NC-17 and currently sits at 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is Chris's pick. Chris, why'd you pick this film? Uh, well, if you go back to the 100th episode, we talked a lot about the films that kind of changed maybe the way that we view film and the way that you know we maybe understood film at the time when we saw it. And this was the one that I picked, Pink Flamingos. I, you know, When I first started working at the video store, there was a guy that worked there that was like, hey, have you ever seen these, this movie? It was Female Trouble and Pink Flamingos. I said, no. He's like, you got to take it home and check it out. And so I took it home, and when I put that video in, I walked away from it forever changed. I feel like I saw a film that I had never seen before. I had seen things on in film that I had never seen before. It f- scared me. It um, grossed me out. It made me feel very weird about certain situations. Um but it definitely wanted to, it made me want to dig a little bit deeper into who John Waters was and why somebody would make a movie like this. And um, so that kind of started my journey with early John Waters stuff. I didn't realize that I had seen, you know, Hairspray Ready and Cry Baby and that that, w- that was the same person. No one ever, can I say, <laughs> no one ever fucking does. Yeah. Because I had seen those films before that yeah. too. And I was just like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, which is kind of fun. And there's yeah. some funny stories about, you know, people being so, you know, excited about Hairspray and going and running Pink Flamingos and getting what we're about to discuss. So um, it's, a, it's a film that I think is, is important love it or hate it it's an important film and uh yeah i wanted to bring it on the show kyle have you seen this before yeah i'd seen it once before courtesy of chris okay <laughs> courtesy of chris actually i think that was that he had it playing at the uh cody I don't, you might remember this the pajama part pajama party at chris's house 
Yeah, pajama. Had, had it playing in the front room. Sat on the oh, couch and watched man. it. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> really, really topped the night off. Group watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chose that to captivate the crowd, did you? I did that a Phil few was, times. Phil was there actually too. And yeah. Phil was just like, what the fuck are we watching? Yeah. I did that a few times. Uh in one more just quick story. My mom actually walked in when I was watching this film and she became intrigued and started watching it too, which made me feel even more uncomfortable. Yeah, no shit. Because I was I had seen the movie at the at this time when she walked in. You know, I was watching it and she's like, What is this? This is crazy. And then like you know, some of those scenes hit, and I'm like, oh, mom, I don't think I want to be watching this with you. But, you know, <laughs> funny memory. <laughs> yeah. I, I too, had, uh, I've probably seen, this is probably the third watch for me, and this is probably the first time all the way through. Okay. That's what I love yeah. about this show. Yeah. Cause, it makes uh, you follow follow through with your plans. Way, all the way. <laughs> your goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was also introduced to, to me by Chris. It was one of those things where you got to see this, and then, uh, yeah, I finally got around to finishing it. Uh, this time around, Mike, have you ever seen this before? No, I I wanted to see it after Female Trouble, but like everyone told me not to, so <laughs> I just didn't. I was like, after seeing Female Trouble, I remember liking that film. I think I even gave it a good review. I'd have to go back. Yeah, me too. I'm I, not. I sure remember. I, I feel like one. I remember being like, yeah, I really like this film, and w- immediately wanting to see Pink Flamingos. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyle was like, I don't know. Well, if- I don't know if you want to go. Female Trouble came after there. Pink yeah, Flamingos. This is... Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. But, you know, it's just like anything. You see something from a director that you like, yeah. and you say, holy shit, man, I just want to I want to take in all of it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was halted. This is what they, <laughs> this is the beginning of what he calls the tra- his trash trilogy, which is yeah. Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, and then, de- no, then Desperate Living. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where does... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be amazing, though. <laughs> to, to box those up together. Yeah. Oh, my where God. Does, yeah. Wait, where does Multiple Maniacs fall? That's it's... before this, before Pink Flamingos. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So, wait, what, that... was the th- what was the third one, though? It was Desperate Living. I didn't see that one either. Were... We'll do that later. Oh, cool. Was Multiple Maniacs like, like this? I've never seen it before. I know Criterion just put it out. Um, It's, it's if you can imagine, even less polished than this film. Um, It's in black and white. It's um, maybe like a little bit of a smaller story. Um, It's not, not, it's not the one that put him on the map, obviously. He did tour around with that movie a little bit and it gave him a little something, but, but this is really the one that launched him. How many maniacs are actually in the film? I feel like the title. I feel like there's, like a, there's multiple. It's like a circus like, of maniacs, and that's you know, of course, divines. Just curious. And, you know, I just was there's multiple of them. You know, yeah. it's not like thirteen ghosts. You know what you're getting. No. Multiple maniacs. Like, that could be anything. There's like twelve in there. Really five, five, six. I don't know. There's actually only twelve ghosts and thirteen ghosts. Really? No, I just made that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Say, is it? I thought it was like gonna be like the. Can I just say something? That would have been a fucking sick ass thing. It was one dude in thirteen ghosts, and you count twelve, and then he dies, and he's the thirteenth. Let me just say, I just rewrote the fucking film. I think it is. I think that is how it goes. We don't know in the remake. We we don't. No, there's too many. We don't know about film. In the actual. No, in the remake. In the remake. No, man. There's like eight people that show up and die. I think you're confusing. Yeah, like twenty se- that's well. like twenty seven yeah, ghosts. I think like one of them is special, and that's why they need that thirteenth ghost. No, I think it was I don't what's her name's that. character. What? I could be wrong. I'll go back and watch I it. Think, I, I, I don't think they six. You don't need to go back and watch it. It's not that good. With that being said, let's get to plots with Mike. All right, man. Let me tell you what this film is about. It's about Divine. She's the filthiest woman on the planet. She thinks she is. If it wasn't for the fact that the marbles existed, who they're saying they're the filthiest people on the planet. 
And then there's some sort of gang war begins where, can we just say, Divine's clearly the filthiest. She's not, she's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a toss up, man. It's tough. I have arguments against, there, okay. I have arguments against the marbles we'll not being this, filthy. I, I, we'll talk about it because I want to talk about what we define as filthy in this film. Mm. Yeah. But, um, so like a kind of a weird gang rivalry begins and really you just kind of see, just see like more and more filth being piled on. Yeah, uh, as you know, like, and then they go through what I imagine are adventures. But yeah, it's a real like, it's a real like a West Side Story. If you like West Side Story, you'll so, like this movie. Yeah, it's just kind of like it just kind of reinforces all this. And it's a it's a sh- it's it's a shocking film. You see a lot of shocking scenes where Divine is doing filthy things and the Marbles doing filthy things. And by the end of it, uh, you know, we'll get into it. But I mean, you know, somebody becomes victorious. Well, someone's gonna win that war. Someone's winning that filth That's war. Right. Mm-hmm. Someone's got. Someone's. Someone's got to to win the purple heart on that one. I think that's the plot, pretty much. That is pretty much the plot. I mean, there's nothing really. It's a filth off. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I love that. A filth off. Um. Oh man, what was I gonna say? Um. Tell me how I was wrong, Chris. What did I miss? No, 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 no. What what vital plot points did I miss? No, there was something I liked about what Cody called John Waters the master of trash earlier on. I don't think he's ever been called the master of trash. I thought that was his like his like he's like title. He's the Pope of trash. He's been like the the king, the Prince of puke. Um, but I don't think the master of trash has ever been used. Trash master. But it feels good. The master of (laughs) trasher. Yes, and this is uh, what a writer. I, I would think a lot of people would consider his. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. What is yeah. it? Cody? Like the masterwork. What's the like the what's like what is his opus? opus? Oh, it's opus. Thank you. His the, opus. I think a lot of people do consider this his opus. No, you don't think so. I don't. I don't think he considers. I don't think he considers. I don't think he does. Yeah, I don't but think o- so opus either. in what way? Because I mean, yeah. I've seen a couple. I haven't seen a lot of genres, but I've seen a couple. And his films are incredibly diverse, an incredibly diverse landscape, though. Yeah. You have this movie, which is like total, just 100% shock cinema and just try to do some crazy fucking shit and, you know, freak the audiences out and get them out of their shells. And you have movies like, you have movies like uh, the for a second movie we did that you picked. Female Trouble? Female no, Trouble. Um, with, um, Cecil B. Demented? Cecil B. Demented, which is like a straight-up commentary on like cinema. Well, I want to make... There's, and... there's a huge parallel between this film and Cecil B. Demented. Yeah, for sure. And, and, but, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say that... like, It's hard to say like what would be his opus. I guess it'd be up to him what would, he feels is I, his I opus. don't feel like he thinks it is, but I would say the majority of people that are somewhat familiar with John Waters' career would say this is it. <sighs> I don't know, man. Don't that feels know. that feels I, weird I, to me because in that in that as far as as far as as I far agree. as like yeah, so, but if you're gonna if you're gonna say that if you're gonna say that then you're say then you're almost stating that like John Waters exists simply to shock, and I don't feel like that's totally like because he has films totally outside that realm. Yeah, that he. I don't think that he's a fan of those films, though. Here's here's what I'll say. Like this film is clearly made to shock admitted admittedly so by the filmmakers and cast and crew and everybody that was involved that's that's what this film was made to do but then it's funny when you go on to female trouble because it seems there's still shocking things in female trouble but it seems like less deliberate no, than this film 100 <laughs> yeah. and i and i yeah and as we go through these scenes i think uh we'll pinpoint every fucking time that happens because <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah. literally you know this film you know, was it was it only played at midnight, first of all. 
And and you know that makes sense. This is this is a film that even by today's standards, like I walk away from it going, yeah, that's still fucking disgusting. I'm still like closing. Yeah. I'm still closing yeah. my eyes. I'm still screaming because I'm like I don't want to watch this anymore. You know what I mean? It's it it's it, it's it's almost it's so cringeworthy and so torturous. But like people come out came out in droves. High class people. This film pl- played in like high end theaters. Like like indie theaters, like alongside El Topo and shit like that. You know what I mean? And people were 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 flocking, sitting on the floors to watch this movie in their like fancy clothes and stuff like that. So it's like, I I don't know really what the point I was getting at with this whole thing. Yeah, but. I, I'll, I, if I can jump in and interject there, something that you said that I I I kind of fully disagree with is that this this film is still shocking today, comparative to what's come out because of this film. Granted, because of this film. Uh, in, in, in today, like I got three jackass films. I can show you. They got shit. That's worse than this. I would like to, like, honestly, (laughs) I don't think so. Not at all. They send, they slingshot Steve-O in a fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, outhouse covered with dog shit and dog piss. I don't know, dude. And sling him in the air. The scene scene where the dude's making his butthole blink is a little unsettling, man. Uh, here's the thing. That made, that made I'll, me I'll disagree shudder. with it a little bit because this is mixed with like a visceral, like artistic attempt to do something, which makes it different. Like when I watch Jackass movies, that I know exactly true. what the fuck I'm getting into. True. Right? The mind, the yeah, he's gonna do different. some crazy shit, man. He's gonna snort yeah. some wasabi, and then some I'm sure it's gonna, gonna be involved at yeah. some point. <laughs> and I know that Barf. that's happening, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't have like a gross because it's like, how do I put this? It's a different mindset you go into. I'm not into. searching for anything else other than that, so I'm like quick whipped and ready for that. Yeah, you can right? s- you can see this that. film like is a film where you're just like, oh, there's a fucking story going along here. All right, I'm following this now, and then oh, ah, <laughs> you it just but, punches yeah. you. Yeah, it yeah. hits you. Has a more of an impact. You can, I guess, you can. Yeah, but that's also the product of its time. Like, and same thing with no, Jackass. I disagree. And they went and they took and took a story mode with it. Obviously, less disgusting with this with fucking bad grandpa. You could say Sasha Baron Cohen in the same way with with one of the the scenes here. Sorry to jump ahead, but when Divine's walking down the street, that's a fucking straight up like Sasha Baron Cohen jackass. All fucking ripped that off from John Waters because what that is is let me film Divine walking down the street with real people and let's film their reactions of being disgusted. Yeah. Yep. Okay. My, que- I mean, my question. My like, question that's... to Cody though is what was the last film that. Made you sick to your stomach, Jack. I'm not. Old gonna, boy. I'm, I'm not gonna can't can't. Old boy. Old boy. Oh, old boy. On, old he fucks boy. his daughter. So okay. So old boy. <laughs> Definitely some incest <laughs> going on in here. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Silo. Uh, let's go. Like Solo. Solo. Whatever the fuck it Silo's is. Silo is a different Silo. film. I think it's Silo's about a pig a, in the yeah. in the yeah. city. I think. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. There's films coming out that are still trying to push those boundaries, and it's because of what John Waters created. Yeah. I think partly that people even attempt to do so because it can become mainstream. It can become. It, it can grow into what something. I, what I'm saying is, in 1972, is I can see this as being fucking culture shocking but in today's world when you got fucking serbian film here's, here's, and fucking I, here's, and here's, human centipede here, there's a couple things in this film no. that for me specifically stand out as like um definitely you know yeah like the the asshole part like it just the the, the length that these scenes tend to linger on and the in the art even even though it's not super brutal the artificial insemination shot like that made me feel really Really the, gross. The other thing that I'll, I'll yeah. give in my argument that will that, that yeah. will that will also placate to the to to my point is the internet. 
the internet has come along and we've seen Okay, but we've seen two girls, one cup, right? But you're we've missing. Seen, we've seen we've seen one guy, one jar. You're missing. So you're seen, missing the point. Uh, yeah, I think you are missing the point. The context is completely different in this film, yeah. and I think that's what like really is a how weird is the thing. context different because it was because like I said, when I'm going to see dude gets head run over by fucking tank, I know I'm into for some right. shit. Right. Okay. This film. I don't really know what the heck's going to happen that, just next. That, hearing that title know. made my stomach turn. Yeah, <laughs> but that, exist, that existed. I remember seeing a video of that. Like that's when, horrible. Don't stop talking. That's going to make me sick. It, I'm sorry, but I mean, <laughs> but only because you didn't expect that, right? Like, if you saw a fucking thing, you'd be like, "All right, I'm grossed out." Like, there's a place on Reddit called uh, "Watch People Die." I have not clicked mm, on God, that because I, I know I'm going to watch people fucking die. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I mean. We're, we're, the point we're getting at is it does the shock value hold up. Cody says it doesn't. I want to make one more point that it does. That chicken scene. That chicken scene. C- Chris. Does, Chris. Does does, does not that now? Does not make. I'm not desensitized <laughs> to it. Let's just put it it's, that way. It's 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 not only heartbreaking to to see, but it's disgusting. Uh, are we gonna get into it now? I'm gonna get I into mean, it. We, now. we can it's do it when we come back from the break. Yeah, we, we haven't okay, taken a break yet, guys. <laughs> Shit, sorry. <laughs> fuck. No, it's okay. Let's get back because, to well, it. No, because we are touching on basically the oh. cultural influence of 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 this film and how it compares to some of the some of the other things that we may have seen today and comparative. But your argument basically is because that it has a story. It makes it it makes it more shocking. No, the argument is mm. is that, the, is that the, correct? Ar- the argument is that the the reason it's shocking is because you're going into a film because they're because they're framing a story around these shocking things. It's actually it actually has more of an impact because it's but less expected. We just discussed also that the, this film was solely made to shock people. Right. Like, so yeah, but but it's called like pink flamingos. It's not called fucking like human centipede, right? Like, I think that means something, you know, like what you think when you're going into something and what to expect that like that mystery of it. If it's broken in the title, <laughs> like I think you're But people went to go see this movie because it was disgusting. Like, yes, but they didn't know. Yes, they did. Because what if you if you watch uh, what Chris had sent out to us, basically this film, when he first released it and had it showing no one really came to see it except for, I think he said maybe a third of the theater was full. And then he said the next night or the next screening was fucking packed because right. of word of mouth. So, you're per- so you don't think people are like, hey, th- uh, there's a fucking chicken sex scene in this. It's different. I right, think but then that's different. I think it's different because, at, like you said, at the time, less inundated with shock value. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're going to go home and talk about this motherfucker. Is that what you meant? Like, that's not what you meant by social media. The fact that something can spread incredibly fast i think well that's also why it's so easy to to, to, to I mean, right but uh, but because i think that has another thing to do with this film like when people said oh my god there's this fucking filthy film you have to check out it's called pink flamingos and somebody goes okay like it's not like the internet where i could be like what is the plot of pink flamingos what am i getting into yeah. like i can go to imdb and they'll just show an entire thing yeah, of like shit. man you, gets you, naked you can go to wikipedia and watch the, it, it, and read you the know, entire like, fucking like yeah, playthrough of the whole yeah. film right. you know so I, I like like for instance i've never seen serbian film right mm-hmm. but i know all the scenes that people have talked about and i've said i don't know if i'm ready to watch that right now i mean you heard us you heard me and chris over the years talk about solo yeah but i but and you finally watched I mean, it i watched solo. that but i got into that silo, not knowing not silo <laughs> silo not silo 
Not Silo's Silo. Sucks. You gotta watch Silo. It's, Sol- 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 it's much more, so- Silo's much more disturbing. Hearing us talk about <laughs> it, did that prepare you in any way? Or is no, it, or is it actually, more like what you're you got, saying? It's word of mouth doesn't neither, really... Neither of you actually went into uh, specific like plot points of that film. I just heard that Silo was... Plot points? That's a good point. Very good point. But like, I hadn't heard of any scenes. I'd actually had heard, uh, Chris, I had heard you talk to Monty about it multiple times. And I heard you talk about it, Kyle. Yeah. But neither one of you were like, well, there's that one scene where they're all like lined up and their fucking dicks are hanging out. Like, they're <laughs> like, oh, this shit's falling off the ceilings. Like, I never remember. It wasn't yeah. a detailed dis- discussion. It was more At all. like. I just heard yeah. that it was. I remember Chris. <laughs> o- the only misery. thing I remember Chris saying about the film was. Um, uh, I saw Serbian film and I wasn't as shocked. Solo still shocks me. Serbian film didn't or something like that. So there was a part of me that was kind of like, well, I know what's in Serbian film. Well, the thing with that film that, sorry, we're totally off topic, but I think the thing with that film that, that, pro- that propels the shocking nature of it is like the soundtrack in that one for sure. Because it's just uh, this woman playing a solo classical or, piano. Or Serbian. Solo. Yeah, solo. Okay. A woman playing classical piano well, the whole fucking It's movie. interesting because <laughs> you're, you're, you're expressing like how certain elements, other elements made that film feel more yeah. disturbing or more shocking. And I don't know if we want to take a break, but I think there's a certain things about this film that also play into, like, from a technical aspect that play into the feeling you get from watching this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to talk about it too because I just want to know where uh, all these feelings are coming from, Chris. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about all our feelings. Oh, oh my God, almighty, you someone has sent me a bowel movement. Oh, a turd, mama, a turd. Who could have sent this? Ah, a turd. Oh, a turd. Oh, Babs. This is a direct attack on my divinity, a direct attack on the peaceful harmony of our last few weeks here, an outrageous attempt to humiliate and disgrace my private life. Someone will pay for this. Someone will pay with their life for this grossly offensive act. Mama, nobody sends you a turn and expects to live. Nobody. Why would anybody do this to us? Why? Talk about Pink Flamingos came out in 1972, had a budget of $10,000. I think that was mostly spent on the trailer. What was uh? What was the box office? Seven million. Yeah, no shit. No, it, there's. I think that's over time, though. I don't think that's. Well, I, I don't know something? because because on Wikipedia they they referenced the the 25th anniversary. Yes. Oh. Release gotcha. on there too. Yeah, I'm sure it's over time. I mean, uh, he he didn't get rich off this movie. No. Like at right all. because wait, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I remember hearing a documentary with John Waters right. The first time he showed this was in the basements and shit, right? No, this was uh first time he showed this one was in uh well they wanted to show it in a in a gay porn theater at first and no, they then, didn't want to show it. He, he didn't, didn't want, want to. to. Yeah. This, that uh, was where New was, Line Cinema did. That's yeah. what they did. He yeah. wanted it in the uh a very prestigious why? indie I'm, film house in New York. Why? Because yeah. I'm the Elgin, I guess. That pissed yes. me that pissed me off when you just said that. That's the first time I've heard that. What? But that like New Line Cinema wanted to like show this film in a gay. That's where they apparently wanted to they career. had it for a year and they didn't know really what to do with it and then they tried to put it in this theater and John Waters threw a fucking fit and why did he though and booked and booked it in because because the Elgin was like the hottest indie theater showing all the biggest like indie midnight, fi- midnight, midnight films yeah. yeah yeah it was very it was a prestigious thing so he was for mad he was mad films. because he thought the gay he thought it was disrespectful that they would put it in a porn theater I think it's disrespectful but like to like well because keep in mind porn, too like well, to, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it keep has nothing in mind. to do with the gay, the gay part of it. It's just that they would put in a porn theater where nobody's paying I just attention think it's to the movie. fucking fucked up well, at like New Line Cinema. Some fucking suits like looked at this film and said, it's "You know a, what? I, guess? I, I, the I think gays it's the, would ex, like it. it's the exploitation I nature." The time, I, no, they weren't suits. I think this is like one of the New Line Cinema. They didn't have seventy two. Seventy two. There was still a big company that was buying and here's, shit. And here would be my argument. What do they know about here, here would be my argument. <laughs> I just hate the system. Here would be my argument against that. Also, too, like, New Line Cinema took a huge, I would say, gamble taking this film. Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah. For for a... Depends. Like said, a big cinema company to take this film on. Wait, are they... But here's the question. Is, it, is it a big cinema country? Is it a big one? Well, that was the argument you just made, Mike. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But then, <laughs> but then they told me that, like, no, man, there weren't suits back then. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, no, man, there had to be, right? I'm Googling New Line Cinema right fucking now. I can't imagine that New Line Cinema with Found, that name it, it was, was ever... It was founded in 67, so... Okay. They, they were fairly fresh, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's a fresh like, company. Got, got, basically got the, the, the movie widespread instead of just touring. New Line Cinema did. I don't know. It just seems like a business move, and I don't like that. Mm, I, <laughs> I don't know I don't if know it was, was widespread. I don't know if this movie was really released widespread. I feel like it might have been in like the major cities, and I know mm-hmm. he toured it or John brought it around and and played it and stuff. But I I don't. I think it might have just released in this like one theater, and then started to pop up in other little midnight movie theaters, and then he would go around and show it and stuff. I don't, but you know he he's pretty quick to to jump on female trouble after this one. So well, actually, I'm looking up like their kind of early days uh, with the company and early successes uh, include uh, they picked up and distributed Reefer Madness in the early '70s. Another midnight movie. Okay, there you yeah. go. Um, Stay as you are. I've never seen that. Immoral Tales. That's pretty unique. Immoral Tales is a film by that um, that. Uh, Czech, I think he's from Czech, Czechoslovakia, but he's a French director. He's the same one that did The Beast that I've talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, a, know, that's just yeah. like a weird exploitation. So New Line Cinema started off as like a midnight movie? It looks like it. It looks like they really focused on getting oh. on, on getting uh, foreign and art films. Oh, shit, I take so it all back of, then. Maybe they, of, maybe they just... Didn't the thing, but here's the know, thing. Here's the thing. So look at fucking offensive to me. Looking at like immoral <laughs> tales and looking at this, I mean, I think still this is still kind of a risk for them because it's yeah. But that's really... not the point. It's like it seems offensive to me to be like, well, oh, well, let's sell it well, to, to this. Well, counter- no, 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 no. You have to here. you have to think about it. If you watch that documentary, that they bring up a really good point, which is in like seventy two or seventy one, like. Uh, like I think the pornography becomes like a legal thing, Deep but it, it's out. still yeah. it's still pornography still an underground thing. So like extreme, extreme content in films like would be labeled as pornography, whether there was pornography in it or not. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but why wouldn't they show it in a straight porn house? That's the point I'm trying to make. Why are they trying to sell it to just? It might have just been a porn theater. theater. I don't know if it was a gay or straight theater. It was. It was, it it was a gay porn. Right? Oh, no, okay. that's what he said. Oh, yeah, that's okay. why. I, that's why I'm offended by it because it's like, <laughs> I, I just imagine some dude in a suit being like, I you know, would like this be, film. But also, you'd <laughs> be like, fuck you, also, dude. You probably look, where they could also, get it. Hold on, though. You got to look at 1972 <laughs> and where 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 gay culture is in 1972, where his acceptance of gay culture is in 1972, and this film. Right, because this this film is very influenced by gay culture. I mean, I would argue that this is what this movie is about. 
It's nah, good. I don't know about that. 100%. This is John Waters going, okay. But you, suburbia, you think that gay culture is nothing but these disgusting monsters? I'm going to give you disgusting monsters. I don't think that's that. That's what this that film's about. He called Divine his Godzilla at the time. Like, what does that mean? Meaning, like, basically, like I'm going to scare and shock normies. Basically, no, I, I understand basically. that, but that doesn't. That, I feel like shock transcends sexual orientation. But in 1972, then like you wouldn't have to ha- like I, I okay. So then why not use why not use uh, uh you know an a- an actual female? Why not use you know what I mean? Like it, this ex- it, it uses gay culture. No, but that but that's not I don't know the way you're saying well, it. It's like in weird... a satir- I'm saying it in a satirical let's, way. He's using it. Let's uh, be let's be fair too. I mean John Waters is gay. Yes, and yeah. so he it's going to be injected into his. I mean, he used all of his friends. It's a circle of friends that are all in this film and involved with this film. So I'm sure that's going to come into yeah, play. Yeah, and I'm not like, saying it in a negative way. I honestly think yeah. it was, I'm going to shake this. I almost think that uh, Connie and, and Raymond actually represent the suburbs comparative to the counterculture, which is Divine and, and, and her family. Well, there, well there's a yeah, big, there, yeah, and, and I think you're, you're right about that because I think there is a big thing of trying to take 50s, American culture and right. shake it up. With well, even this. well, even with and I have it down here on the on the list, and I, I'm going to kind of jump to it. Uh, here. That's a good idea. Let's get back on track, Cody. Uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> is that I have I have it on here. It's like so. Connie and Raymond's whole goal throughout this film is to basically dethrone Divine and, and her family mm-hmm. and be the most disgusting people, right in the world universe, whatever. Um, and yet they have this weird, at least both of them do they have this weird disgust and um dislike for cross-dressers and or transgenders and the and the reason i bring that up is because there's two scenes that definitively show that when um uh channing is dressed okay. up right. like connie mm-hmm. uh they come home and are super upset about the, him being in drag and pretending to be them um, and I think it's it's kind of focuses more on the drag first, and then kind of goes into them. And then the other one would be when um, Raymond is exposing himself to s- different people, and then gets exposed breasts and a, a, a dick from a transgender, and then runs off scared. Okay. So you have these two instances where these people who are the most disgusting people on the in the world because they're gonna go up against Divine are are disgusted by yeah crossdressers slash and i don't understand i i personally don't understand it like i don't understand what the 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 meaning is behind it but i definitely think there is a meaning behind that i think with the i think with them finding channing dressed up as them um you know he was just i don't think it was necessarily the fact that he was cross-dressing i think it was more the fact that he was in their clothes yeah it was more of like a violation yeah, of like a violation of their, of their they're, they're very particular about yeah. their lives and their privacy and everything i don't know if you, go, I, if you go back and listen to the dialogue i would i would agree somewhat but i also disagree they, they with do that. they do make they do make a joke about him being in the closet yeah, several times, and and about him wearing women's clothes during that whole ordeal. It kind of starts off that way, and then as the scene goes on, it's more about it becomes more about them. Um, it, but it starts off with the and then the other the, with the crossers, and then Raymond and his exposing so, his sausage wiener. I uh, sorry, I, I'm just jumping, be, but like that scene, I I yes, I agree that maybe you could pick that from it, but 
I they, think I, I like think he was, he was being outfilthed. He was that's being, essentially he was being that's what it was. It yeah. was he was being bested to prove that he was not one of the filthiest people. That, that's yeah. how I took it throughout yeah. this entire film was was that these these guys that these two well, I mean we might as well get into it now because I I actually have two sides to this. It's a fucked up thing, right? And it kind of goes like so. Like I agree. Yeah, I think that these are the moments where like. It kind of shows the marbles as being like not really, like yeah, you're not really filthy, right? But the whole fucking baby scene is so like immoral mm-hmm. and fucked up. Yeah, it was hard for me to like, like I kept bouncing back with like being like, okay, so whoever the most filthiest person is going to be, like, how am I going to feel any like compassion for that side? Right? There were many moments where I was like actually siding with the marbles. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, man, I don't like fucking like Divine. Like, she's really pissing me off. You know, like, I don't really like what she's doing. I don't like that family. They're fucked up. And then they they would show that scene and be like, oh, wait, no, hold on. These people are fucking evil. <laughs> it's not filth. It's, well, I mean, murder's evil too, but oh. it, it's a fine line. It's really tough. But that moment really, like, every time I watch that, I'd be like, Oh no, man! The, the fucking marbles are worse, man. Here's the thing. They're not filthy; they're just fucking. Here's the thing evil. about. Yeah. Here's the thing is, I think it's. Uh, I think actually, what it, the underlying thing about it, and it's in little dialogues, is that it's all a show for the marbles. It's none of it's fucking real for them. Because again, here's another scene when Divine and um, I can't remember Cotton. No, not Cotton. Not her son's name to fucking crackers. Crackers bust into their house. Right. Uh, they tie up Channing and they take him down to the pit. Right. Right. And they're in there. And they're asking them where the marbles are. And if you listen to those dialogues, they're like, we never fucking see him. We never seen him. All we deal with is 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 Channing. Well, I understand so that, they, but they, that still it still doesn't listen, you don't have to actually partake necessarily in an act for you to be the evil one. Right. Like if you're running a child right. pornography ring, but you don't yeah. actually watch but child pornography, you're still a fucking evil but human. But here's being. the difference in characters though. You have um I guess you have Divine who is is living the lifestyle of the filth- filthiest person in the in of all time. Correct. And then you have um Connie and Raymond who really aren't. They're 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 getting their ways around it by not having to do any of the fucking dirty work themselves. I think it's the I, the way that I took away from this film was like I think the reason why uh, Divine was the clear winner in this filthy con- competition. Was because that the the Connie and um, what's the other guys Raymond Raymond. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it was an unfair match. It's basically two filthy people going up, or it's it's a filthy person versus two uh, morally depraved people, and it's not the same competition. It's not. It's, That's what I wanted. The look- the, the, the yeah. Raymonds are horrible. Human beings, they'll actually hurt other people. Yes. they will. Whereas well, divine, I mean, divine murder, will, but yeah, okay, right. I mean, <laughs> divine will go. Well, divine will go to that to to go to that same 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 space. But divine is not the one who is locking up women in a pit in their basement, impregnating them, just basically turning into a baby factory. They're not the ones that are going to do like they're minding their own business. Oh, really. you mean Div- divine's not the one helping out lesbian couples adopt? Is that what you're trying to say? Wait. Oh, yeah, you're gonna take it. You're gonna you're spin, you're, spin you're, doctor. You're not. You're okay. not gonna. You're, According to John Waters on that issue, like at the time, that was a ridiculous no. idea. Okay, so at the time, and I I get it right. So yeah. the, the the scene of um the artificial insemination and, and the lesbians having babies at the time, these are two scenes that I I don't think that are shocking anymore. Personally, hold on. Yes, yes, hold it on. is. Here's why. 
I'm because, let me finish my argument on it. Uh, because I I just number one, our, our, I see artificial insemination being uh, at the time being like, oh man, that's unnatural. You can't have a test tube, baby. Oh my god, it's against God. And then that's honestly that's what I got from it. And then uh, I'm sorry, the other scene was um, huh huh. What? I, I huh. detest you, baby. I, I think. I, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're. I hold on, Mike. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Hold you. on. Go ahead, Kyle. I think you're. I think you're breezing past the method, though. Test you, baby, is fine, <laughs> yeah. but the method right. here is ejaculant into a right, visibly method... dirty hand that's then sucked into. <laughs> right. The method is meant to be disgusted, but it's also the it's also the action of this but, is where society is moving. But, and, no, no, and no, 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 because <laughs> the method is a kidnapped woman in a basement who is being forced to be artificially inseminated. That right. is the disgusting I, aspect I under- of it. I understand. That's the disgusting aspect of it. But in a in a social in a social setting in nineteen fucking seventy two, I'm talking about now. When Hold people, on, man, I think sometimes there's also a part of you. Like none of us was a lot were alive in nineteen seventy two. But can we pretend like nineteen seventy two is not the forties? Like we're making no. it sound. This is the still the year of like this, the end of the hippie still, era. It's yeah, like free in, love is yeah. already over with. People been fucking forever and doing drugs. Yeah. You're telling me that at nineteen seventy two. I yes, have, I've still seen had... vinegar syndrome films where women get picked up in fucking vans from the 1970s and raped mercilessly for hours. Yeah, like you're not going to sit here and tell me like, oh, that was shocking, you know, official insemination. Well, most Trust of those me. are most of those are what porno films? No, 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 not at all. No. Fucking uh, uh, vinegar syndrome puts out a lot of porno films. What, those aren't the, they're pornos. That, no. what, what, what year did <laughs> I exploit, spit on your grave? Come out. Artificial insemination is not the thing that was like. I'm well, not, that's fucking. I'm not, no, no. Okay, don't, don't please don't. Seventy eight. Yeah, no, please. Right off on that please one. don't. <laughs> please anyway, don't facts. It. No, no, no. Please do not get me wrong in the, the and that the method of how they did it was not shocking. I totally agree with. No that. No one thinks artificial insemination nowadays is any right. re- remotely unethical. And in 1972, and I you don't think they did? No, you're I don't. fucking high. Wait, I, I actually am. I'm lost on who's arguing for what side at this I, point. I, I, I think the whole Listen. the whole situation in this movie is disgusting. Let's let's <laughs> let, let, oh, let's let's even out this so okay. I can understand where people are at. Who thinks the artificial insemination scene is disgusting? Show of hands. Well, everybody does. Everybody does. No one's arguing. What that. are you guys arguing about? I'm then? over. I'm arguing. <laughs> He's saying that the disgusting part about it no, no, is the concept of artificial no, insemination in 1972. I'm saying that's the social commentary. That he's speaking on, which is considered disgusting I, in 1972. I'm telling you that I don't think that artificial insemination was even remotely like taboo in 1972. I think people were having artificial insemination. I think you could go to your girlfriend and say, me and my husband couldn't conceive, so we got artificially inseminated at the hospital. And everybody said, well, that's good. I don't think anyone thought, it's not abortion. Like, what do you think? I just don't understand where the shock is coming did, from. You, did you raise, were you raised in a religious household at all? I gotta ask this question. Yeah. I grew up Catholic. They don't, Artific- yeah, no, I don't think that you you can get artificially inseminated. I don't think that has anything to do with anything. You're trying to procreate, and your husband is sterile, and you go to a doctor to get artificially inseminated? Right, but it's, I don't think that's a shocking thing. That's God's will. <laughs> I, I don't know, I man. Think, I think the context they put put it in is is the shocking part I think that's what you and I think that's where you're missing where you're missing it is the, the context of it too. Because again, the same thing with the lesbian thing. So why is the lesbian so shocking? 
What do you mean? Because it's a social commentary. Hold on. Who said it was shocking? At the time, that was totally it, unheard time, of. That was it unheard was of. totally unheard of. That was unheard of. Right, but like, I don't think artificial insemination is. Well, I that's do. the argument. Wait. You think you think it was it was acceptable. You think it was probably shocking at the time. And look the idea. I guarantee. I do want to say like I'm just gonna say this about. The, the, our conversation on this film. I do want us to be careful about proclaiming what was and was not shocking in 72 because none of us know. Well, th- so okay, like, okay. I think like, th- I think like theory. I, that's fine if it's a theory and all, but we're reviewing the movie ourselves. So, you know, what, what do, do we find the film still shocking to us right now? I guess is like a better direction to go as opposed to being like, this is how people thought in 1972. Like, well, how I, fuck you I know? I would say, well, because I would say... The None of us I, know history. Well, there, it's true. The reason I, I bring that up now is just because, like, again, the, the, again, the, the lesbian scene, I think, was done to be shocking at the time, where now it's totally socially acceptable, and it's like... Yeah, yeah. I have lesbian friend parents. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Well, that's, you know, like, I, I did listen to the commentary, and he does talk about, he's like, you know, at the time, that was a wild idea. And yes. he's like, I never thought it was wild, personally. He's like, but he's like, but at the time, that to, to some people, that would be a crazy idea. If you want to shock suburbia, <laughs> if you want to shock the Midwest, you do shit like that. In a that. movie like Pink Flamingos, when you have, when you're looking at scenes that are causing audience members to be shocked, dog shit eating, chicken fucking... We haven't these, got to those yet. These are the things <laughs> that I feel like was truly shocking. And I think... The the lesbian couple adopting a kid seems pretty stand pretty See, normal in this I, movie. It's, no, I think compared it, compared comparative, and I agree with you. And man. I don't think that was like I don't think people were going home were like I just saw a movie. I don't know some other crazy stuff happened, but a lesbian couple. No, got I a baby. guarantee you that wasn't a conversation. I guarantee you that wasn't a conversation mixed with all the other stuff that you I think also the, threw in there. I think the com- that's what I'm saying. I think the commentary might come from the fact almost that. It's it's crazy that they had to go to such horrible people to even adopt a child. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. like the fact that two lesbian couples are, were so forbidden from adopting that they have to go underground to yeah. adopt a baby. I would agree with that. <laughs> That's kind of the feeling I got. Like like halfway through that scene, I was like, "Oh man, you're adopting right. a kid for these yeah. monsters." But, you know, it's also a different again a different perspective, maybe because of the times, and we won't get into that. But that's what I'm saying. Oh, I think a lot of this. I mean, you know. The argument is is obviously subjective whether or not the shock value holds up, but we can all agree that at the time this obviously shocked audiences because it wouldn't have be what it is today if it didn't. Right, one hundred percent agree. Yes, one hundred percent. And then getting to the the chicken scene because I'm glad you brought that one up uh, with crackers. I'm and not glad I brought it up with Cookie. Um, <laughs> crackers, Cookie, and uh, and well, uh, we should say who Cookie is. Cookie is a spy. Cookie she's, is a spy. She's sent by the Marvels to investigate and get as much information. Information on Babs Johnson, I think. Mm-hmm. Is Divine Babs Divine. Johnson, yeah. yep. Several, uh, you know, that's our hiding out name is Babs Johnson in this. Uh, and she's sent there to basically get information. And to do that, she has to get with Divine Son, who... Uh, uh, he's into some fun stuff. He's into, you know... He is. He's into uh, bestiality-ish. I don't know what you would claim that as. Is yeah. Breaking chicken necks with your fucking dick? I don't know. Like, I... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, don't know what to la- I don't know what to label it as. If no. PETA wasn't around at this no. time, because if they were... This... It would okay, be... this is the scene. It's Can a we... painful Co- scene. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Mike, Mike really wants to talk about this one. Let's let, let's let is, him lead the me, charge. To me, this is the fucking scene to me that uh, just pissed me the fuck off. Okay. Like, really made me angry. Because right. it was like, look, I'm all about consensual. Like, you know, she wants to eat dog shit, cool, right? Like, you know, 
sex scenes, whatever, that's all fine. I don't give a shit about that. Like, nothing in that area is going to shock me yeah. too much, right? But they took a chicken and... Two chickens. Two chickens? Two chickens. There, oh, this, there were two this chickens took two involved. scenes to do? No, no, two, no, two and no, one. one. So four chickens, probably. <laughs> the, the, Depending the on takes. Sh- the one shot was very uh, popular in this, in okay. this film. Well, anyways, we think it's one chicken, right? <laughs> two. No, it's two. There's it's two chickens two? involved Definitely in this two. scene. Two. Definitely okay, two. fuck it. It doesn't matter. It's not even like, here's the thing. The chicken, I'll just play by play this shit. They're having sex on this chicken. And the whole time, it's like, you ever have it where, like, you have your pet and, like, you give your puppy to somebody and then a kid's just being a little too, like, a little too much with the pet, yeah. right? Like, a little too rough and you're yeah. like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. That's exactly the thing. I was like, hey, whoa, 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 hey, watch out for the chicken. And then all of a sudden, like, its wing fucking gets ripped off oh, and its God. fucking face is in shock. And you're just sitting there and I'm just like, at that moment, my whole thing was just like, fuck you, John Waters. Like, honestly, that's exactly how I felt. That was my reaction to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was like, you didn't have to do this, right? right you're right. Yeah. You didn't have to do Absolutely. this. And then I heard his whole thing about, well, you know, hey, man, you eat chicken like anybody else, and those chickens die, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you always have an like an understanding that, I mean, maybe even ignorantly, right, that when animals are killed, they're done quickly and as fast as possible. Right. Right. We don't. Right. This chicken, like, as you're seeing the scene, just looks like it's being tortured. And the whole time I'm like sitting there thinking, like, I hope that chicken pecked the fucking shit out of these people. Like, oh, I was yeah, she was angry as fuck at that they were doing this. Yeah, because it is a brutal. I would go as far as to say torture. And I'm not like I'm no animal rights activist. Yeah, right. So I just want to make that make that point. Like, I know, will eat a chicken all day long. I I did. I, I just <laughs> didn't like to see the slow, agonizing yeah. torture yeah. that anything had to go through, Look, and it made me angry. Anything that. Anything that has to do with animals, you know, and and hurting animals, I am totally against. And like, this is a this is a scene that I definitely would fast forward through. You yeah. know, because I wish I knew it was coming. I would have. Fa- I would have been. You know, like, and 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 I don't have too much sympathy for him. I know he says that if he could go back, he probably wouldn't do this ever again. Like, he would never do that again. Yeah. You know, he's he's definitely said it's like hard to it's hard to explain your crimes. You know, like fifty yeah. years later, he's like. He's like, there's nothing I can say. It's there, you know what I mean. But I would never do it again, and and that's okay, you know. But 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 to sit and watch the scene, it's too long. It's too it's too brutal. There's blood involved. Like it's not funny. This fucking it's fucking like live dismemberment, essentially. Exactly. It's not funny at all. It's it, it makes you feel sick. It makes you feel really bad. And like, you know. While that's a part of the movie I don't enjoy, you know, I mean, it, it's 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 in there, and it's but, a part of the notoriety yeah, of the film. Well, uh, so. let, you know, it just, it, this is a funny thing to say, but like that scene really adds zero to the plot. <laughs> to say there's, there's even a plot in this film, fil- but it adds nothing film, to the film. I would say it adds to the filth of the film, which I don't know if that should be championed in this case. But you know, like I it wouldn't definitely even say adds. it adds to the filth because I was more transfixed by like other grotesque things happening in the film that uh. I thought was truly the filth. Like, I thought thought this was just gratuitous and useless. Not that I... not. I mean, there is this one moment where the chicken is in just mortal shock. Yeah. yeah. And it's staring at the screen, and all I could <laughs> think of is, is just sitting there like, you know well, I guess this is how I go. That was the one... That was... <laughs> no, this is one for the chicken books. 
Jesus no chickens, chickens gone. <laughs> God, no that chickens was, gone out this way, that, Kyle. That, that was funny that you bring that up. That look that the chicken does give the camera because that's the one thing that pulled me out of my head during the scene. Because as I'm watching it the whole time, and maybe I'm I'm somewhat of a um, sociopath when when this is 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 happening with this because I wasn't so much like, and maybe it's because I had seen the scene before too. And so maybe the, the 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 value of it had worn off, but I was so much more like I was like, there's there's two things that like kind of impressed me with this movie, and it's John Waters' ability to talk people into doing some dumb fucking shit. Like, did he, they? But are, are they on? Here's the thing: Are they? Is Div- uh, you would know, Chris? Is Divine on the same mindset? Yeah, she's fucking they all game. Are. They all are. They're, they're all, all game. They're all. Drugs, they're all game, dude. Right, right. So I don't, I, <laughs> when you say like make them hot. do things, I want to make sure that we're not insinuating that he's like, "Hey, I want you to eat that no, dog no, shit." Uh, no, come on. For all no. we know, she was like, "I'm going to eat that dude, dog that, shit." No, I don't. Cody, think. W- Cody, why don't you frame your statement this way? I think it's a more accurate way of saying it. John Waters is good at finding people who are willing to go along with his vision. And are willing to do what they need to do for the vision. Well, that, that, that no, any, I kind of, yeah, I agree with that. That is kind of what I'm saying, but I also agree with I, what I, what I'm, I agree with what I'm saying. Uh, do you? With, I agree yes. with myself, as is often the case. Uh, <laughs> is that he's, look, dude, I, I don't, I think that, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, dude, Divine was probably, probably cool about okay you're gonna have to eat we're gonna have the scene you're gonna eat dog shit okay got it and then when it got to the time i'm sure he had to give a fucking pump up talk to go eat that dog shit dude i'm sure it wasn't like hey you know what i was sure divine was like you roll the camera I'm gonna go eat this fucking dog shit. Woo! Like, no way. I he had to be like, dude. Okay, I know. I've seen actors psych themselves up. No, no, no. Because look, at, look at that scene at the end. It's like there's, it's like there's, there's a moment of hesitation. Yeah, no, no, not a moment of hesitation. It's after Divine puts it in his mouth. The shit chews once, smiles, and then stops smiling. And like, it looks Gags. like I'm fucking done. Gags again. And I swear, because there's no audio, I can, but I can hear John Waters off camera like smile again. We need to get another take oh, of it. Smile. I, I, Again. And he smiles again, and then like goes back to gagging. And he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! We need one more smile again for me, can you?" <laughs> and just like talks him into like just just keep yeah. it going. So, yeah. and I feel the same thing with because the chicken thing too is it's not only violent for the chicken; it's violent for these. That's what I, the whole time I was thinking I was like. Jesus, dude, that had to hurt. Yeah. Not only the chicken, but the actors themselves. Dude, yeah. chickens have fucking talent. Yeah, they do. And, yeah. She got tore up, dude. She got scratched up. Uh, yeah, and and but, he's jamming the beak into her stomach and chest. And you know, like I feel like this script was hundred percent written. There's no improvisation no. in this at all. It's word for word. Um so as a person becoming involved in this film when you read that script i feel like you're either 150 fucking percent in or you're not yeah how do, you, how do you take like, this shit you're an actor how yeah, do you take this well they're not actors they're his friends and, right exactly you know, that's and, what i'm saying you're not you're not getting george clooney to be like hey i read this script the other yeah. day there's a chicken i'm sure they'll cg this though I, <laughs> yeah. you know it's, and then you show up and there's a puppets? live chicken there it is crazy, and and I don't, I, and I, I feel like there probably is a charm to him that would convince people to do things that they maybe normally wouldn't do. I agree, um, but I also think there's a willingness to do it because they believe in the anarchy that they were but trying to create. There's also a part of me that, like, I, I, you know, I don't know. Okay, so everything was written in the script yeah. by John Waters, hundred yes, percent. So eating dog shit, yes. So there was never a point where he was like, "Yeah, we'll put some like fucking chocolate down," and then no. Divine goes, "No, I'm gonna eat real dog shit." 
Yeah. No, because even at the end, like that whole scene is like it, it almost feels like it doesn't belong in the movie, it right? Does, it does. It's hey, like, and now sure watch as she does the most shocking thing ever. Like it just wouldn't be shocking if it was inauthentic. I mean, like I, if it was chocolate. You said, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. How do I know that Divine didn't come up with the idea to take it to that level? Uh, I don't think. No, yeah. she didn't. But he, he, I don't okay, think so. I, I don't curious. think so. I don't know. And here's my question also for you: If you have actors who are locked in 150 percent after they read the script. They have to be sold on the vision. Yeah. And if they're going to be sold on the vision, it's John Waters well, is talking them into it. Think like, about it in this like, situation. You're right. Talker. You're right. I, think it's, I think it's this. I think they're sold on the man. I think they're sold on John Waters. I think they're sold, oh, I on, they're sold on him in general. They're sold on anything that he wants to do. They're sold on the idea of this because they want to help promote and build up this this guy they believe in. Well, let me let me just say that I, I, I think they propped up the right person because it could have gone horribly wrong. But instead, he brought them all up with him you know as he did more films people got bigger roles like divine's career launched edith massey did a couple films like you know like all these people meek stole's gone on to do tons of shit like like he's launched a lot of careers through this trashy cinema you know and people who were not actors who who probably never even wanted to be actors you know and found themselves in this situation where they could be crazy and do drugs and fucking do weird shit and shock the world, you know? Yeah, I, but I mean, like, to like going back to Cody's point, like, that's like, I mean, the jackass guys did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't think the those guys were like, I want to be in a Men in yeah. Black movie at some point in time in my career. Like, that's that's, that's what I'm shooting for. If I'm not Just, sitting next to Will Smith in a scene, uh, all this fucking BMX shit is going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, a, what I'm not trying to fix, but like, do you think, I don't know, man. I feel like there's an, this is, John Waters movies feel more like they're like an experimental theater troupe mm-hmm. than like a bunch of guys that are just like, hey, man, let's do some fucking crazy shit and like get some clicks on YouTube, you know, yeah. or yeah. maybe sell some VHSs. I would I would agree with that, especially with this cast and this this script. Yeah, especially the script. Like that's one of my biggest one of my my biggest pet peeves and problems with this movie is the script. Uh, what, in like what way? It's just the fucking dialogue, man. It's just so I mean, over explaining is the way I can put it. Over explaining. Uh, to me, it was too. It it felt too much like uh, theater acting. I don't even. I wouldn't even say. And there, there was like a weird. Acting. There was a weird. Every character had had a weird that they, they had an unnatural. Uh, rhythm and cadence to the I think delivery. that was the Baltimore accent. It was like <laughs> I really do. It's like I don't I, know about that. it's like I can't believe that you yeah. would do. Oh, you're right. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. it's just that's just like to me. To me, that kind of took me out of it. It was hard for me to like. <laughs> it's hard for me to be in it based on the acting though. So it's like I don't know where I fall with o, that. Oh, also really bothered me in this movie. Who the O saying O. Oh my god, my oh, oh, oh my god, my god, oh, oh, oh. Like it's like uh, when something what devastated. O, what was the O counter in this oh, one? Could have been a million. <laughs> I never noticed that. I, th- I mean, I just I just thought they were bad actors. And, oh, and yeah. Here's well, the thing. I think that the one of the reasons why the bad acting stands out so much in this film over um I, I think the acting is the is the exact same in this and as female trouble. Mm-hmm. Very similar. But I think this film is more spectacle than female trouble is. Yes. Female trouble has more like there's a there's a there's a narrative going on. There's a goal. And well, you're following it and you're kinda like you forget about it and like even though the acting's bad, you're still like engrossed maybe a little bit in the story. It's there's no real way to go in this one. I right. feel like with female trouble though too is it's it's number one, it's a better written script. 
And the comedy lands more with that, where the comedy, for at least for me in this movie, just doesn't land because, again, it's over-explaining. Well, I think maybe, I think, you know, I think the difference is, I think that this is just me shooting from the hip here, but I feel like some of the comedy in here was stuff that was like, maybe it was kind of really funny to their group of friends. Yeah. It was a lot of, it'd be like if we made a fucking short film and it was just inside jokes that only we thought we knew. But when you look at Female Trouble, I think that's a more broader reaching and a more intelligent script. Real quick, one thing we have to consider here is... The way this movie was made, I mean, you know, w- essentially, like most of these scenes were done in one to two shots, and they would run anywhere from a minute to five minutes, you know, of these people just running through their dialogue because there is so much dialogue. There's not a lot of cuts in this. These people have to do essentially pages of mm-hmm. dialogue and, and have it memorized too. So I think. Well, there is a theatrical element to it. I also think, like, you know, they're getting worn down. They're forgetting their lines as they go along. So their performances just <laughs> fail. Definitely you know? a point like, where, uh, what's the female marble? Uh, Connie. Connie. There, there's a scene even right at the beginning where she's at that desk and she clearly stumbles on a line pretty hard. Yeah. And like they just kept it in. She's like, well, uh, well yeah. Mr. Uh, 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 Mr. And she's like, like she was totally reading yeah. off a cue card in her head. Yeah. And then had to go back and go rewind. My, my okay, thing, yeah, my then thing I with this. the script though was like, so I get that I'm watching a film that is really by design is about, you know, let's shock and be trashy and be whatever ridiculous. And like, What's funny is I was like accepting of that goal when I saw bizarre, crazy shit happening on screen, but I was not accepting of it with like, like the first scene we see, uh, we see uh, the redheaded chick. I'm, I'm forgetting names like Connie. crazy Connie. It's just such gratuitous, like back and forth swearing that just is to me. It's just like this for this film. This feels forced. This doesn't even feel like legit. That's my problem with the dialogue is everything feels unnatural and forced. It's just like it's like, <clears throat> man, this is not how any of these people would talk. I mean, it's <laughs> true, it's true, but how for how over the top this film goes, I feel like it kind of adds to the, the 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 craziness of it. You know, the fact that they are way overdoing it, way overacting, very dramatic, very, you know, just amateur if you will and 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 to me that's kind of a little that's kind of like a little sparkle like uh, i mean like look that's why anybody watches the room nobody's watching the room because it's gripping (laughs) (laughs) storyline to watch fucking wizzo like not be able to like pronounce words correctly like that's yeah but i mean i definitely want to put this movie in the same category yeah but there's a there's a certain there's a subtle honesty to his inability to speak english Versus a yes. a uh, trans it's 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 you can see through it as being a forced attempt no, no, to no, be but ridiculous. Like, but in like, this, y- so. y- no, they're listen, you know, hi Mark. Like that's it's clearly him being like, this is how people act. Like that's the biggest problem you can make in acting is people trying to act like they think people act when they don't just <laughs> act like themselves. Yeah, but I would say his problem is he, in the room he feels more like an alien studied humans, and this is how humans talk. Like right, that's but, how but he brings think, to the role. Whereas but all, all of all of his okay, I mean now that we're making this a, a Tommy was out fucking like <laughs> conversation, like. Yes, I think all of that goes into it, but I think the same, uh, the motivation to deliver a line a certain way, like he does, is no different than, than what they're doing here. Well, 
Let's Here's also, a line, and I think this is how people would say it if they were not, being Let's not breeze exciting. past the fact that he continues to use this style of acting throughout a lot of his films. A, like, yeah. like John Waters' films, Female Trouble, Desperate Living, Polyester, even up to Hairspray. There is always this big, grand overacting that's going on with a lot of these characters. Sure. I, I agree, but the, I think the actors get better, especially over time. Divine is one of those. Uh, and it, Divine's probably the strongest person in this movie. Uh, easily talk easily. about giving it a hundred and fucking and then um, the his dialogue his dialogue and his writing gets better too as movies go on like I, this is this to me is probably his weakest dialogue film in, in my opinion uh, but like that I've seen it's also hard I I understand why where where you're kind of having a hard time with this Mike because for me it's stuff that I disliked it's stuff that pops out that I disliked about the film but it's hard for me. To sit there and be really, really critical of that when I'm looking at the rest of the film as a whole. I'm like, well, I mean, get what you get, I guess. Yeah, like, you know? Like, it's the is, least that's that... bad about this film. Oh, if I you're... disagree with that. Really? Like, you sat here and you watched this whole entire thing and you're <laughs> like, well, you know what? If, you know, if maybe some Oscar winners, some A-listers were doing this. <laughs> maybe De Niro. They, they, they had a good really De Niro. changed how I felt about this. No, Possibly. I think I think yeah. and the dialogue was different. If the dialogue was because, because like I said, there's over explaining. Watching this fucking film for the dialogue, it's. I think some people are. Yeah, some people. I well, think that like, this movie is memorable pretty quotable. Quotes? The, yeah, this no, movie no, is but, pretty quotable. But nobody, when you mean dialogue, what are you trying to say? Because you're talking about writing in no, terms no, no. of like the, Can I make the ability to communicate. Are you are you kind of saying like? Maybe that it maybe it was too much. Like yes. like like there were some good nuggets and jokes in there and things that they'd say, but it just kept going and it just kept going. Like 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 yes. you say, and it, it got exhausting at a certain point yes. where you're just like, oh god, okay, okay. we're see. still okay, going maybe on. I like, thank you, Chris, for explaining. Cody. Yeah, because I because <laughs> you know, even though I enjoy this movie, like I see that element of the film. It's yeah. like I can go with like the the, the bedroom scene when they're sucking each other's fucking feet. And they get the call, and it's like it's like I'm just like, dude, no one fucking talks like this. Like you uh, guys, okay. yeah, wouldn't it be acting like this. Uh, this is just this is fucking going on way too long. Like let's, move. and that's a problem with this movie. It lingers on fucking everything. I wonder if this is just a thought experiment, but I wonder if the seat. This is a thought experiment. Right? <laughs> that's my favorite go, term. Go go with three on this one, but I wonder if the. Even though we thought there were disturbing scenes in this film, but I wonder if those scenes would feel more or less disturbing if the actors were more believable. Oh, I think more. like if the line if the lines were delivered better, would it actually serve to make the extreme shit feel even that much more grotesque? Because it would feel like we're l- watching it, less of a it show. Is, yes. But that's not what he was going for. Yeah, he his his philosophy is you can always win people over with humor. So, you know, even if they don't want to talk to you or they don't like you or they hate what you do, like, you can always try to win people over with humor. And so he tried to put it in a humorous way so people would be more accepting to it. Here's mm. where, And here's where I kind of also, for me personally, run into a problem with that is I didn't find myself laughing at this film until the trial. When the trial happened is when I started laughing because the jokes on the media that Divine was saying and like people's perspective on murder and like what people will watch and and what sells and consumerism and tabloids and all this stuff was fucking funny. And then anything up to that, 
I didn't fucking chuckle once. Well, yeah, but like you did realize it was a comedy, though, right? Like you weren't like it. I realize it's supposed to be right. Okay, I realize it's supposed to be because, but... uh, with the exception of the chicken scene, like no scene, no scene. Sh- I guess uh, to to his defense, what you're saying about John Waters making that comment, yeah, I mean, like if something's presented to me as a joke and it doesn't feel mean spirited. Doesn't matter how shocking it's going right. to be to me. Like I'll just yeah. be like. Really the butthole's shocking, but it's kind of silly yeah, too. Yeah, so I was just kind of like, like that's right. not really like a fucking weird. Like, I mean, again, the chicken scene, I was kind of like, all right, you took not it funny. too fucking far. It's not, not funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could kill an animal for it's this joke. Funny. I mean, taking a piss on somebody's front lawn that lives in a mansion, yeah, like, like that's kind of funny. Shit, like, I was like, yeah, I get it. You were up for like it's a same again, jackass. Yeah. Why the fuck does anyone watch jackass? Yeah. Let's see these idiots fucking do this thing. And, but well, they, but they, <laughs> they are in for it. They signed the contract. We don't care. I wanted to, t- I wanted to bring up we because we've covered Cecil B. Demented on the show, and Cecil B. Demented was really made as sort of like a uh, a tribute to Pink Flamingos because Pink Flamingos was made, at least in their eyes, almost like a collection of little crime films that they were making and putting together, like they were going out in public and doing these things. They're spray paint on the wall. You know, they did that the night before. They were committing these like little crimes while they were making this this film. Um, and 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 Cecil B. Demented is all about an, uh, a crazy uh, you know anarchic film group that's going out and trying to make this you know this movie. Mm. And so I think really what he was exploring in Cecil was was his experience in making like you know an, obviously an over an overdone way, but his experience in making uh, Pink Flamingos. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about Pink Flamingos. Oh, this is where they make crackers, right here on this very bed. It's where they touch their uninspired little organs together, vainly trying to recharge their worn-out battery of filthiness, thrashing and moaning in the still of the night. What kind of shit turns them on, Mama? What do they do in here? Oh, all sorts of disgusting positions, I would imagine, crackers. Connie probably takes Raymond's little peanut of a cock between her brittle, chapped lips and then scrapes her ugly, decayed teeth up and down on it while asshole Raymond thinks he's getting the best head on the East Coast. And we're back. Talking about Pink Flamingos. $1972, $10,000. That's the budget. That he borrowed from his dad. He did borrow it from his dad. But his parents never saw this movie, ever. He's, he spent the most of it on the trailer, right? Uh, I think it's uh, what he spent most of the money on. Maybe so. Yeah, he's. I mean, there's obviously wardrobe going on here, and you know, others. You know, maybe not. Well, the trailer burning the an RV set, yeah. down, yeah. burning that down. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, you know, had to buy renting the camera shit, <laughs> film. But uh, one of the other scenes that I wanted to talk about was uh, Divine giving Crackers the old blowjob. Yep, that yep. was uh That's the one that kind of sticks with me. Yeah, that's pretty uh, shocking. And it's more or less because in this film, I, you know, view Divine as as female in this movie, as the character is, mm-hmm. is female. And uh, she's given uh, Crackers, who is her son, a, a blowjob and giving him the, the divine gift. Gift what, of divinity. What is, yes. What does is, what is her being viewed as a female or male have to do? Be- I feel like because it can be taken two separate ways, right? It's more. No, I don't feel like it's so much playing up on like this is two. I I don't think it's playing up on this is two guys, right? Where in 1972 again we're going back to the the time frame. Well, I think where it's some really people are, mixing some uh, yes. ideas and emotions yes. here. <laughs> yeah, yes, I think so. And then you have you have the incest portion of it where yeah. that's where I'm yeah. just like oh because like, again. Now, 2018, gay sex does not fucking bother me. 1972, gay sex probably bothered a lot of fucking people. 
I think the point that Cody's making is that it's more shocking because I felt the same way. It's more shocking to me because and this is actually kind of a funny statement to say about this film is that John Morris did such a good job making me believe that that was a mother and son duo that it was more shocking to me that the mother was going down on the son. I agree. And the dialogue doesn't help right, with but that. What, but if, what if it was a father going down on his son? Equally shocking. Yeah. Okay, Equally that's what I'm trying to figure out. wouldn't give a shit. It's more about parents, a parental, a, parent. a parent going down on a son is the yeah. shocking aspect right, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Where, where, what, what does it matter if I saw Divine as well, a female or male? What if Divine was playing the father and as well, no, a straight male? No, that's not what he's saying. You can look D- Divine... If you took Divine as the female persona, correct, then clearly you would have a stronger connection to this is a mother and son, I think is what Cody's getting yes. at. Versus if you were viewing Divine as the actor playing, the actor, which is a male. Uh, you're saying. You're, you'd be looking at this more so. I, I, I think you'd be looking at it from a slightly different perspective. The crazy yeah. thing about Divine Got it. Is... Okay, I know. Yeah. Like, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but I really picked up on it this time, is I do see her as a female. Mm-hmm. Like, I like when yeah. I watch this movie, I don't see a guy. Nope, I see a woman. So like, right. and that's really strange because she's so, e- even even for a woman's look that is so big and crazy and huge looking, you know what I mean? That makeup and that hairline yeah. and everything, it's just a well, very it's got crazy, a lot of forehead. Yeah, but, but like... But like I see it, I see it as a woman. I know it's a man playing playing this character, and there was a lot of times that Glenn is his real name would would uh, would you know not dress up as Divine. Obviously, like he, this isn't his everyday look. Yeah. This right. is just his character. He refused. You to know? Do, he refused to do a sequel to this movie that was gonna, yeah. that was going to be released. Tromo was going to pay for it, and right, Tromo was going to release this. it, and he refused to do it because he thought it would hurt his career, and he was starting to get roles as a male, and yeah. wanted to play a male. Yeah, like yeah. So He's a fascinating but, person, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of the scenes that shocked me the most in this movie, but that's the one that, and I think it's because the blowjob lingers for so fucking long. It's oh, not yeah. like a quick little, and it zooms in. It's, and a, it's out not like a quick like, little, like you know, few things, and then suddenly they hear a noise coming from downstairs. It's like a really long, well, <laughs> drawn out fucking moment. The camera, the camera, and the work, camera zooms. It makes this film feel trashier because it's. Zooming in and out, getting really uncomfortably close in these in these scenes and situations. It's odd to think that this is actually. It feels like it's actually happening. You know what I mean? It it feels authentic. Yeah, and uh, it just and I'd say it is the well, film. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> You're not questioning it, right? Yeah. When you see it, you know immediately like these people did this. And and in the film grain is very scratchy. It's very like roughly edited. The music kind of cuts in and out. The dialogue's really kind of shoddy. Sometimes it comes over to the next scene and it's not supposed to. Yeah, it's like there's something trashy about like the putting together of this film as well as what's actually on screen. So yeah. I think that actually helps uh, make the case. And what's the last scene we wanted to talk about, Cody? We can tar and feather these uh, these bad people, I guess. The, the, fi- the, final, yeah. the final victory of Divine. Of Divine. They were convicted of assholeism. Assholeism. <laughs> that was, that was one of the things that made me laugh. I this. that too. <laughs> You're staying convicted of assholeism. <laughs> So that funny. that made me laugh too, but I just thought, what an underwhelming death for both of them. It was very. Yeah. Underwhelming. I thought that too for this entire film, film for what I sat yeah. through, the tarring and feathering, and then just a one shot to the head, and I was like, huh, 
I guess I expected more out of Divine. I did. I expected more. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just kind of, and then, well, they followed up with I feel like that might have been what happened. I don't know. Was the dog shit originally in there? Because I feel like they're like, you know what? Maybe the Marvel's death was just a little. I think you said you that should, was written into you the should script. Eat, you should eat some dog shit. I think that start <laughs> that 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 existed from day one. I'm pretty sure that was that so, was they went in into it with that. <laughs> may, maybe it was by by design to make that a little mm, more a little uh, unsatisfying, I guess, in terms of how the, of the trash you're expecting this film. Yeah. So that it could be followed up with something that can just gross out well, audiences. I think the, the thing, actually, the thing that disappointed me about the death scene, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, all right, whatever, a shot to the head didn't bother me because I'm like, okay, clearly they ran out of money here. <laughs> you know, like, they didn't do that. But actually, the thing that bothered me a little bit was that, like, when um, they're first captured in the pit... Yeah. I actually had some semblance of like care that the marbles didn't get killed because they seemed like they loved each other and they didn't want to die. Um so I started feeling sorry for them. And then the end death scene there like you don't hear any um anything from them. Their mouths are nope. taped shut. No screaming, nothing. Like no protest, nothing. It's silence and a gunshot and then a cut and they're dead. Like, it's not like you hear her. At first, I'm like, oh, this is going to be brutal. She's yeah. going to shoot one of them yeah. first. How's the other one going to, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think the big. It, just, it took me, it, it made it feel like it wasn't even a death scene. It just yeah. made me feel like, all right, this is like some funny, like, <laughs> stupid. A, fun, it, a funny, a, a real, like a fucking, real funny execution. It felt like a comic. Like, it was just fucking weird. It was just not, it didn't have that mm. visceral feel to it. It yeah. didn't feel like an actual murder. It just kind of felt like a yeah. statement. I, I guess feel like that scene was more about Divine than yes, it was about the marbles. So. It was more about yeah. her claiming her throne, like as the filthiest person alive in front of the media, and you know, yeah, I mean, to humiliate them, tar them, feather them, and then shoot them or whatever. But yeah, it's more about her monologue that you know she says mm-hmm. in that scene that kind of wraps up like the whole movie. Um, you're right, though. It is underwhelming because of the way it's cut. It just doesn't feel like. But I think like also with the, you know, right around that time, the trailers, they got the trailer burning scene. And you know what I mean? I think that was also supposed to be like a mm-hmm. kind of a climactic moment. Mm-hmm. Like, so. So, yeah. But you're right. You're right. It is kind of like, oh, that's it. And then they followed up with. Uh, yeah. Following the dog around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> following the dog around and then waiting for it to take a poop. Uh, one other one other thing I had to bring up is which is probably was the most disgusting thing to me in this film, um, and that's just fucking Edie eating eggs. Um, I don't know <laughs> what it is about that lady eating eggs, but yeah, this is uh, this is fucking gross. I don't I don't know that that one that massive plate of fucking scrambled yeah. eggs. It's just I, maybe it's just the amount of. You eggs. know what's funny? You know what's funny though? As the <laughs> after the after. Divine kills kills the couple, and the the press is walking away, just very nonchalant yeah. about everything that just happened. Like it was, I, so I made my girlfriend watch this with me, and she was just grossed out the whole time. She just she <laughs> really hated me for making her watch it with me. Um, but it was funny. It was just the room was silent, and I and she just pipes up. She's like, "Well, at least Edie had a happy ending." And it made me laugh. I was like, oh, yeah, she got married to the egg and man. wheeled off. And we in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> I like Edie. I like her better in female trouble. She's yeah, a little annoying too. in this movie. She really comes into more of an actor, yeah. you know, in female eggs, trouble. Eggs, eggs, uh, eggs. But yeah. goddamn, like, I mean, there was one scene where she's sitting in the playpen and you can see her breath, how cold it is. And she's just oh, yeah. in this, she's just in this, like, 
what is it like a garter kind of bra, bra like bananas. yeah it's like a weird bra thing and she's freezing and shivering like as she's giving her lines it's like man it must have been like 20 degrees i know i noticed that too i was like holy shit that's a cold fucking and all the windows are open you can see wind blowing oh. too so i was like a cold windy fucking morning yeah. what do you say we rate this mammer jammer let's think, rate it i think we can rate let's it let's rate it chris what are we rating it Gifts of divinity. Gifts of <laughs> divinity. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Um, there's a reason it's taken me three times to finish this film. Uh, it's not an easy film to watch, and I don't necessarily put that up to the disgustingness of this film. I put it up to uh, maybe where John Waters was as a filmmaker at this time, where he was as a screenwriter at this time, uh, where his actors were and their ability to act at this time. I think there are some shocking things in this film, but at the same time, in today's standards, uh, people who may watch this and hear her talk about it might not be that shocked. That's just my my personal uh, opinion on that. This film does drag. It's almost two hours long. Almost, I think. No, it was, I think all of his movies are an hour thirty. This was, this this was, was an hour. And, this is an hour and twenty four. No, yeah. I feel like it. Was, no, I, no, it, it I looked because I told. I told. Say, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this funny thing. In the first, like, but it, at minute fifteen of this movie, in Sammy looks at me and goes, "Is this a short film?" Oh, you know what? It's like, no, <laughs> now it's an hour and twenty six minutes. Long film. I think it might. I think. It, <laughs> I think I might think it's two hours because it does have that extra bit at the end of this copy that we have. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. like. A, it was okay. like an hour. It was like an hour. Fifty-four. No, I mean, I mean, all the movies are an hour and twenty. I think. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I know what he's saying. Oh, on the timeline, there was a whole documentary with a view that we saw, which should throw me off because I paused at the hour mark and I was like, another fifty-six minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what is this fucking? That's what I was saying too, and that's that's probably where I got mixed up. But that's not besides the point either, because it also feels like it's two hours to me. It feel it's this movie for me, and I I like John Waters. I like John Waters as a person. I love hearing him speak and i like a lot of his other movies but this one for me is a fucking chore to watch it, every time that i've had to sit down and watch it it felt like i'm fucking pulling teeth just to get through it um and that's not necessarily again not necessarily because of the shocking or disturbing scenes in it um i just think the comedy is really missed on this one he's not into his rhythm yet and you can tell he's not in his rhythm yet as far as what john waters will become and do um this is definitely him exploring and what he's going to be later on uh, and kind of blending actual, I think, like uh, guerrilla filmmaking with uh, actual cinema, I will say, uh, and, and filmmaking together where you get that, that, that John Waters style later on in his years to come. Uh, with that being said, again, not my cup of tea. Um, really hard for me to watch. I'm going to give this one a one. This is a one Gifts of Divinity for me. Um, I, d- I don't care ever to watch this movie again. It's just that's just that's just my take on it. Uh, I want to go with Kyle next. Oh yeah, I want to go. I want to save Chris and the guy who's first time watch for for last because well, I'm Chris actually really... naturally will be last because it's his. <laughs> yeah, pick. yeah, but I'm I'm actually really interested to hear Mike's view on it. So that would have been interesting to lead with Mike actually. Ah oh, no, I like to save the good stuff for the end. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, not my first time watching it. Um, You know, here's the thing. Like, I can... This movie exists for... It really exists for the sole purpose of wanting to shock audiences and wanting to 
rock the foundation of cinema, but also to a certain extent to rock the foundation of kind of that preconceived idea. I think of like, like, like fifties family idea, suburban living, just create the, the complete polar opposite as far as, as, as possible. And in that fact, John Waters absolutely succeeded in that, in this film. Um, and to that, I, I, I do give merit to the ambition and it's, ex- it, it's fun to see a director want to do something and actually do it. Um, that being said, I don't necessarily find this movie enjoyable to watch. I do also agree. I do find it's a bit of a chore to sit through um, because I think the acting is, I mean, it's non-existent for the most <laughs> part. Uh, the script, is, the script is a little dull and, um, the way that the even the way that it's edited is a little. I mean, it's chaotic. It's it, this is a chaotic film. Technical wise, it's chaotic, and content wise, it's chaotic. Um, but that being said, because I have to still give merit to John Waters, because I think from what I've seen so far, with not this withstanding, I think he's a good director. This is clearly early work, and it feels like early work. Um. I'm going to probably come in at a two on this one. Um, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to watch again, but if I'm going to stay Chris's cousin for the foreseeable future, I'm sure I'll see it again at some party. So, yeah, (laughs) two. Mike! (sighs) Like, honestly, man, I can't even believe I'm fucking going here. Um, What? I can't believe I'm going here. Just wait for the review, Kyle. <laughs> Just chill out, Sit okay? Tight. Oh, I, I was trying to figure out what you mean going. Um, like you're going, like it's your turn. No, man. Here's the thing. I walked in. So when I first saw the first 15 minutes of this film, I was like, man, this is a two. This is a fucking two. Like this is trash and stupid. Um, How do you started at two? I started at two. Interesting. Uh, at the end of it, I was like two and a half. This is not a good film, right? Yeah. And then I started talking through it, and as I've been talking through it, the thing that's fucking boggling my mind right now is that all of us saw this film, and none of us can agree on what the fucking scene was that hurt us or shocked us the most, and it's making me wonder if this film is saying more about who we are as people than what the fucking film actually is, (laughs) which I can now... I have to respect as being like, well, fucking shit, man. Maybe this revealed a lot more to me uh than than uh than uh I expected. I mean it must have touched me in some way, uh figuratively and possibly mentally, I'm not sure. Um I'm gonna give this fucking uh, dude, I'm giving this film a four. What? Like I'm not even wow. joking. And I agree, I'm never watching this goddamn film again. There are <laughs> scenes and I'm I'm and I can't give it a five only because fuck you, John Waters, for killing the chicken. Like that really that still makes me feel angry that he did that. Huh. But I just can't get it, man. Like Cody's talking about artificial insemination over here, and you're <laughs> over here talking about like, oh man, I really didn't like the way Divine's makeup was. I like never, I never said that. In this I know. Entire episode. I'm just making. Incest. I'm just making it up. But like, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, we all we all watch the same goddamn movie, and it's we're not we're not this is this has gone bef- be beyond a discussion about whether or not we think the film is good or not. It's gotten to a point of like. Well, I saw the same scene as you, and you know what? I didn't really feel like that was disgusting. But this one weird shit over here made me feel disgusted, which was like, man, that's a you problem. That's not a fucking John Waters problem. Sorry. 
<laughs> Who are you talking to right now? Uh, he's, looking off, he's looking off into the abyss. I, I can't help it. Sorry. This film fucking affected me, man, more than I thought. And talking through it has affected me even more. I don't know if I like any of you anymore. Can I, can I ask a question to all three of you before I give my review? Yeah. Um, walking away from this film, uh, do any of you feel like in some way, like you earned a badge of like I made it through this kind I made it through this uh, movie <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like you kind of walk away from going like well not everybody's seen that like oh yeah and, I mean that's how I felt when I saw Solo like oh well, I, I yeah. did it I'm glad you brought that up because I felt I felt that feeling f- I don't know it's 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 a completely different thing because I did feel that feeling after Solo but I also felt when I left Solo that I actually left a part of myself behind Mm, like I gave a piece of me yeah. to that film that I'll never get back. Gotcha. And this movie didn't leave me with that, but it did leave me with the sensation of, well, watch that one finally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. actually paid attention to it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here we go. You can say that you watched it start <laughs> to finish. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm at. I kind of agree with Kyle on that, where it's like, yeah, I, I can wear the badge of honor of like, yeah, I finally made it through it. And it's not so much because, again, of the, the content that's, with, that's within it. Like, I don't think in today's standards from what I've seen in my life that it is, you know, on par with some of the shit that we talked about earlier in the episode. Um, you know, it's it's somewhat tamed by some of the shit that you, see, like, you fucking can see on Facebook nowadays. You know what I mean? In that regard. Um, you know, and to go off, just to go off of your review a little bit and not to, 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 to I don't want to come off as a knock, so if it does, I, I apologize. But... I agree with you. I actually enjoyed this conversation more than I enjoyed watching the movie. And I don't know if that's good for the movie or bad for the movie. It's good for the movie because that's why the movie became what it is because that it is starts true. a conversation. It is a conversation yeah. piece, this film is. Like, I just found that the, the conversation that we had is probably, for me at least, was at least 10 yeah, times I feel like the conversation was really rewarding. And, and more for, 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 that, for that, you know, you have, to, you have to give credit to the filmmaker because he created something that you want to talk about. And I feel like if you find yourself or any of us find ourselves in a situation where you're talking to somebody else who's into film, this is something that you can actually have a conversation about now. You know what I mean? And that's kind of that's kind of an interesting thing to take away from it. Like that that's the badge you take away. It's like I've also seen this so now we can talk about it. I just saw Ready Player One. Yeah. The other day. Did you feel like you took away like a badge of honor for that one? It was kind of more along the lines of like I've seen it and at the end of it, I was like, cool. <laughs> that was, yeah. I have no interest in talking to anybody about that film. Yeah. So that's how I feel about this one. But, but like, but, but I, I, you know, again, this is probably where my rating went a little bit. The very fact that a film got me to do that, uh, is, is good. I mean, I wouldn't give Ready Player One four stars, but I just gave Pink Flamingo, Flamingos that. <laughs> Pink Flamingo. He's a one I can't even say Flamingos. the title anymore. Because it's affected me that much. Oh, my God. Chris! <laughs> I'm hoping that we can all agree, at least, that yeah. this film is a cult film. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody was arguing. Yeah. yeah. Quintessential. Um, well, we never asked. Well, we don't need to. We, don't, yeah. we really don't need to <laughs> with this gonna, film. I was going to save it to the end of the show, but Chris jumped that, the, the gun on that's that like, one, That's so. like having that we never asked on Evil Dead either, because these are just movies that you don't need to. Yeah, yeah that's true. All right. Yeah, if we're going to debate it, there's something you know, wrong so, with us. So, yeah. So that's great. And, 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 and like I said, this film did definitely push me in a direction to go seek out other strange films. 
Um, you know, but I, I can going back, I can definitely see the flaws in the film. Um, yeah, some of the rambling dialogue gets a little obnoxious after a while and it makes the film feel very long. Um, I could, I could see seeing this in a theater with a crowd of people, maybe, you know, maybe it would be a more of like a crazy experience, more of like, you know, but, but it does, it does make the movie feel like it drags. Um, I will honestly say a lot of the gimmicky shock value moments in this film worked on me still, even, even after I've seen it, you know, so many times. And after all these years of seeing so many other films, like it's, there's still certain things in this that I had to turn away from that I cringed at that I just was disgusted by. Um, and, and, and as we've discussed on the show, I have, as I said before, if I can walk away from a movie feeling like physically weird or like I'm still thinking about it or it's still affecting me in some way visually, um, that's important to me when it comes to film. So, um, I, I'm going to put this movie at a four, um, but I also put female trouble to four. So I would even bump female trouble up because I like female trouble more than I like P- pink flamingos. It's definitely a bit. I think it's, yeah, I agree. Oh, I gave it Much a five. I gave female trouble a five. So I will go. do it. Sorry. I was he's looking at mics. The, he's sorry. got the no, rating card pulled up. We're good. I can go with a four and I don't have to move anything. <laughs> what did I give female trouble? Uh, female trouble. You gave a four. That's one I was okay. reading on. All right. Accident. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think female trouble is better, but now for yeah. different reasons though. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm gonna I still say that both of those. I enjoy Female Trouble a lot more. I think it's. I think there's some some fun in 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 recommending this film to people who might be looking for something totally out of the norm. Um, but you know, know your audience when it comes to that because this obviously isn't going to be for everyone. It's a love it or hate it kind of movie. I feel like. Something you said that actually scared me more than anything in this movie, and that, that what you said was watching it with an audience. I feel like, oh man, I would be. Not, I just feel like the energy would be. Fucking I don't know. Weird part of me, room. part of me feels like, part of me feels like I would have, if I could, given the opportunity, I would kind of want to see this like when the movie first started playing in theaters with an audience because this, I feel like, is an event film. This is this is something that if you see it in theaters with people, it's like it's like one of those like moments where you go through something crazy and you're you're like have a stronger bond with complete strangers because you all do that. Like this is the type of film that you would want to I feel like see in a theater because yeah, it's like a fucking big to do. I mean John Waters handing out barf bags and shit. I mean like it's a big it would be an event that everybody you 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 collectively had misery experience and had yeah. misery together and, and and this happened to me actually not with this film but i i went to a film festival and i watched a movie called we are the flesh and dude like what you're what you're describing it totally had an effect on the entire crowd and you could sense it you could feel it it wasn't a a, a happy effect which i think pink flamingos would probably get a lot more uncomfortable laughs and joking around if you were to see this with an audience but that feeling is weird. Like when you can feel like an audience, like a whole audience, like participating, you know, in some way to, to a film that's kind of disturbing. That's our show for this week. Do us a favor, head over to uh, cultfilminreview.com, check out that, then head over to social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram and follow us at cultfilm underscore review. Then follow us on Facebook. We got a YouTube page. You can go check that out. Subscribe there. Redbubble.com. Buy a shirt. CFIR in the search bar and or uh, Colt Film Shop. And then uh, 21st, September, fun movie to watch with everyone, The Burbs. Let's hope so. Phoenix Film Bar. Be there. 
<laughs> bunch of angry people. Yeah. 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 Why did I pay for a ticket? <laughs> I hate Tom Hanks. I came here to <laughs> hate I came here to just hate, hate Tom Hanks. Whole room, 30 people yeah. just fucking hate Tom I, Hanks. I don't think I've ever met a person who said he hates Tom Hanks. Yeah. I came here for what's the name? <laughs> uh, Rick to come in. That's what I came for. You can follow Kyle at... You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at... Cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at... At Mike Celestio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week, guys. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they're watching good movies. We'll see you next time.